0: Hello everyone, uh, I'm Lawrence, or Lorank, as the spelling kind of phonetically sounds. Um, thanks for coming down today. Um, we've worked with some of you before. we work with some of you really, really regularly, and uh, a lot of other people are here just to get a bit of a better understanding about user-generated content, about Dukin Media, about what we do. I don't know how familiar you are with Dukin, uh, but user-generated content is a bit of a Buzzword and a bit of a phenomenon at the minute that people are trying to tap into. So just out of curiosity, who's heard of Dukin before the kind of mail out kind of came, kind of went out? Okay, great. That's cool. Fresh room, so I can make it up as I go. Dukin Media is a a global media company, and we are powered by user-generated content. User-generated content is a very broad term, and actually, from speaking to a few of you earlier, you're kind of in some ways already working with some user generated content or some forms of uh, user generated content. So just to kind of split these out into kind of three kind of buckets, just to kind of give you some context as to what we specialize in and the kind of different types of user generated content that you might have already worked with and which ones kind of are tend to be a bit more effective in uh, a particular medium. So everyone knows kind of influencers and micro-influencers that's kind of partly organic and partly kind of paid for uh, media. And that's basically kind of product placement or paid for endorsements. So it's not very authentic because I think initially it was, it was a very kind of real influencer kind of world and people were giving their kind of authentic, honest opinion about products or services or whatever they were doing and there's been a kind of a bit of a shift recently and the kind of fans have now become an audience And those influencers are now serving their audiences, products, brands, brand endorsement. Um, And then we have commissioned user-generated content, which is actually kind of really common and probably uh, a kind of form of media that most people are, are familiar with as well. And that's kind of incentivized. That might be a brand or an agency or someone running a competition or a kind of reward scheme that gets the end users to kind of share a picture, tag a picture, comment on something, to kind of generate engagement that way. Um, But what we do is we specialize in organic, user-generated video content. So we don't commission anything, we don't ask anyone to make anything, we don't ask anyone to feature any products in any of the content that we kind of identify and acquire. We basically curate the web to find the best pieces of organic, user-generated video content that exists. Out there. Um, And there's a lot of kind of buzzwords that I hear when I'm meeting with kind of brands and agencies, and they're trying to figure out how they can engage more with their audience, how they can, you know, produce more authentic kind of campaigns to connect more. And those kind of buzzwords come up quite a lot. Viral content also tends to be organic content. So it tends to be the kind of content that you see that someone's accidentally captured something on their phone, something amazing or a fail or something that's kind of an unbelievable moment. So that's the type of content, that organic content, that tends to go viral more often than not. And you do hear a lot of people saying that they are making a viral campaign or that they'd like to make a viral campaign. You can't make a (coughs) viral campaign. You can create content or you can find content and you hope that it will kind of connect with people and people will share it and like it and engage with it and it will go kind of national and international and kind of global but really it's the authenticity of that content that kind of gives it that kind of viability and that kind of shareability. So yeah, we specialize in organic, user-generated video. So it's probably, as it says here, one of the world's most abundant and diverse creative resources, and it really is because all day long, all of us are out taking pictures and filming things. Everywhere we go, everything we're doing, everything we're seeing, we're filming it we're cataloging it we're taking pictures of it and we're uploading it to social media we're uploading it to youtube there's about 500 hours of content are uploaded to youtube every minute which means it's an incredibly diverse resource that's available to marketers and advertisers to use in their creative storytelling we work well tubular i don't know if anyone knows tubular so we get all our stats from tubular they're a kind of video analytics business um, and those guys have carried out some tests and it turns out that user generated content is 50% uh, more trusted and 30% 30 35% more memorable than other media which is really interesting so whenever i'm in talking to advertising agencies and brands i always kind of ask how often they share campaigns that they see and it's very rare that anyone even in that space will share their colleagues works you know the campaigns that their agencies produce But what people are sharing is user-generated content. That is the type of content that we all share, that we're all tagging our friends in, our families in, content that we're commenting on. And it's content that we're basically using to kind of define our social profile on social media. Our timeline is a kind of edit of what we like and what we don't like, what we engage with, what we find funny, what moves us. So it's really interesting that it is A trusted media and also that it's more memorable than anything else that people are trying to create so yeah so there's a huge wealth of content 500 hours that are uploaded to YouTube every minute (coughs) and what Jukin does is we have this kind of global network and 24 hours a day 365 days a year we are monitoring YouTube we're monitoring every kind of social platform in the world we're kind of trying to find the best pieces of user-generated content, the most engaging pieces of user-generated content. We could have hundreds of thousands of assets if we wanted to, because there is so much content to choose from, but we really are trying to find pieces that we know will move people, that audiences will connect with, um, that they will want to share, and now that our clients, brands and agencies, are using in their creative storytelling. Integrating into their commercial campaigns, um, so we have this catalogue of about fifty thousand assets that we've kind of amassed over the last three to five years. And in that catalogue, we have clips like Chewbacca Mum, which is an incredibly high-profile uh, piece of content that hopefully most of you will have seen. At one end of the spectrum, so incredibly high-profile pieces of content, and then at the other end of that spectrum, we have pieces of content that might have a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand views. But from our own kind of experience and our own kind of productions, we know that have that kind of viability, if you will, and um, I guess the kind of that kind of engagement value that we kind of look for in all our clips. So we have 50,000 assets, and we we get a ton of submissions. Um, although you don't know Dukin or you haven't heard of Dukin before, you'll probably know some of our Facebook social brands. So you'd have seen this content, you'd have seen all of this content shared across social media, you'd have probably shared it yourselves and not realised that it's come from duke in a way. We kind of identify the content, we contact the copyright owner, we acquire the rights to it and we represent it on their behalf and we supply that content to kind of digital publishers, broadcasters who produce kind of original programming that they syndicate globally and brands and agencies as well who are now using it in either a commercial capacity or a kind of branded content capacity. So yeah, we acquire about 200 assets a week and we're very, very selective about the type of content that we acquire. And we're also very stringent about uh, the kind of legal element of acquiring that content, which I'll, I'll touch on in a bit. So we have this huge catalog of content that people can license content from. And so Dukin is the seventh largest kind of video destination in the world. The content that we identify acquire and represent generates about three billion organic views we're up to about three billion organic views a month so that really just gives you some kind of context just about how engaging the content is how shareable the content is and i guess the kind of demand for it you know people are really engaged with it it's not maybe it was a phenomenon but it's something that people are still enjoying people are still consuming and People come to Duke and Media to kind of consume that content. So I hope that gives like a bit of context. Sorry, I'm trying not to get too salesy with this and kind of steer down that route and trying to keep it kind of a broad kind of overview of the business. Because the legal element, I was speaking to a guy earlier and he works with HSBC and he was saying that for those guys, obviously, they're very risk averse. So we're obviously aware of that. So we do our best to, first of all, identify. The true copyright owner. A lot of people think they own a piece of content that they might have uploaded to their account or that they might be in and only they're in. But actually, that doesn't necessarily mean that they own the content. So people can come kind of unstuck working with content and all of a sudden, you know, a campaign's live or something's live and you're getting a call from someone saying actually, <coughs> that's my clip or I own the copyright to that. So what we do is we identify the true copyright owner. So we're making sure that. Well, we're kind of actually assessing the clip. if they're in it, and someone's holding it, we know that the person holding it is actually the copyright owner. So we'll do a transfer of copyright to the actual person, and then we'll secure, when possible, all of the commercial appearance releases uh, for the people that are featured in the clip as well. So basically, we try to provide kind of, you know, appearance release, kind of cleared content to our clients to work with to kind of minimize any risk. And yeah, so we we kind of validate the content, we do the due diligence on it, and then we add it to our our video catalog, basically, and clients can access that and license the the raw assets and use them however they might like to in their creative storytelling. So uh, we work with loads of uh, brands and agencies across Europe. One of our biggest partners at the minute is Santander So I don't know if anyone has seen the kind of Santander campaigns that are running at the minute that are produced using user generated content. So this was the 60 second campaign that launched uh, (laughs) the kind of UGC series that they're working with at the minute. And really interestingly, Santander didn't have a product to launch last year but they still wanted to kind of stay front of mind with their clients. They wanted to engage with their consumers and they took Pieces of organic user-generated content and turned kind of traditional banking terms on their head, so asset or investment, and actually used pieces of content that kind of come away from the kind of banking terms and actually give them a kind of a different sense of what they're about. It's really interesting because Nationwide have tried to do something similar. So going back to the kind of different types of user-generated content that exists, Nationwide have done a campaign which is Voices Nationwide. I don't know if anyone's seen the the campaigns where there's like usually two people and they're telling a short story or a poem and delivering it to the camera. Don't know if anyone's seen any of those. So they've tried to do something similar. What they've tried to do is they've they're using user generated content, like real people in their campaigns. But kind of this highlights maybe the difference of working with organic user generated content versus, you know, producing user generated content. And again that kind of authenticity is slightly lacking. And again, that comes back to kind of user-generated content that is produced for a competition or for a kind of reward scheme or something. That real kind of authenticity that people are kind of after uh, is lacking. So this was a obviously a big above-the-line campaign. So obviously it's great to see loads of user-generated content on TV. People are very comfortable with this medium now. And also you saw kind of vertical and horizontal video. They were you know, really keen to work with you know, all of the filters from Snapchat and Instagram and all the rest of it, so it would be, you know, very current and very topical, I guess. Another campaign that I wanna show you is this one that we did with Google um, that went out during the Oscars, and again, another great kind of use of user-generated content and highlighting this kind of phenomenon that we're in the middle of. This is a campaign, so, In addition to the kind of video catalog that we have um, of assets that we identify and that we acquire, um, we also work with clients who want us to go out and find content for a specific campaign. So O2 were launching uh, their new phone and they wanted to kind of highlight kind of brand messaging that with the new phone, if you crack the screen, you'll get free replacement. So what better way to kind of uh, demonstrate that or highlight that then finding real pieces of user generated content of people doing exactly that kind of breaking their phone and stuff so this is a great one so this is an ethos service this is a kind of bespoke video content service that we have where we go and find content for clients in line with a particular creative um i was talking with someone the other day and actually we kind of got some we do, we do try to get kind of feedback on how the content performs and how these campaigns perform alongside kind of content that they're producing and launching during the same time this one outperformed all of the other content that they produced during this kind of campaign series and it also you know on social media it's really shareable it's kind of really funny it's really engaging um, so it's great to kind of work with clients who want to find content that's out there as well that kind of really drives home their brand messaging or I that. So these are obviously campaigns where people are using kind of a lot of content to kind of tell a story, and actually, you can actually use single pieces of content to, that are just super simple and like very effective. And I guess the reason that these are really effective, these pieces of content, is because they're actually real. It goes back to what we were saying at the beginning about the authenticity. It's like agencies will try so hard to kind of recreate these moments or the kind of family dynamic or that relationship and actually organic user generated content just kind of instantly does that. It kind of makes you laugh or it makes you feel or you, know, you instantly feel a fail or you're laughing along with people. So it's a brilliant medium. Obviously we're doing a lot with brands for their social media. Uh, we work with Nike in the States. And again, these are just like some small spots that they did for their social media. Good example of kind of live action mixed with some user generated content. I hope this is like giving everyone ideas for the video competition as well, because I was speaking to a few people, I'm not sure if everyone knows that we're kind of running a competition with Creative Pool. So basically we're inviting people to use our content uh, to produce a social media campaign. And the top prize is like 6,000 pounds. So if you haven't heard about it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's obviously devised to get people thinking about how they can use user-generated content in a commercial capacity. But um, it's a pretty decent prize, so hopefully, if you have to work with a team, or if you know if you're a copywriter and you need an editor, or if you want to work with a few people, it should split very well. And actually, the camp, you know, the competition is about producing a kind of innovative piece of advertising, but at the same time. As we've kind of shown, the simplicity of a campaign can also be really effective. So it doesn't have to be a hugely produced piece with like 20, 30 clips in it. It could be something that's as simple as one of these kind of single asset kind of executions. But this is a really interesting project. We worked on Phaser, They're a biscuit company in Finland. And with these guys, this was a really popular viral video in their market. And what they did was they integrated their product into an existing kind of piece of user generated content in a really clever way so what they actually did the first part was the viral video and the second half was actually lookalikes that they passed cast and they recreated the kind of end scene if you will and, and were able to kind of integrate their product into that so you can be very creative with this content i think a lot of people think that you know you have click 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 pack shot and that's it but you can actually be very, very creative with it. We're also starting to see campaigns where people are actually manipulating the, the action that's happening as well. How uh, does some of that affect the authenticity, like you were saying? I mean, the authenticity is there, and it's the agency who used the user-generated yeah. content to grab the viewer's attention, yeah. and to kind of, this is a high-profile piece of user-generated content, a viral clip from that market, so right. the moment people were seeing it, they knew that FaZe are uh, you know, utilizing this content. And actually, I think it's really interesting. I think if you'd have seen the piece, the clip, and then you saw the end bit, you'd think it, you would know that that kind of creativity is there and that yeah. they're cleverly kind of integrating their product into it. I think the, the kind of authenticity element is is really about the moment that you're kind of showing the audience, you know, the, the feeling that you're trying to kind of evoke or the connection that you're trying to have with the consumer, but I think you can take these assets and you can totally use them as a creative asset. Yeah. You know? But that performed really, really well. It was it was a great clip and again we sometimes have conversations with clients who think or who, who kind of query, why would we want to work with a piece of user generated content that's almost kind of had its day, if you will, it's already gone viral, yeah. everyone's already seen it. Google, who are a huge client of ours, they love to do end of year roundups. They want those high profile pieces of content, they want those pieces of content that have kind of, that everyone's seen, that everyone loves, that everyone kind of connected with to be part of their story. And other brands want to work with content that's relatively unknown so that they can have that ownership of that. So I think it comes down to the kind of, the client and the creative and, and the kind of medium and where you're placing that content and how it how it should work, basically. I don't know if anyone knows Fail Army. Does anyone know the Facebook page Fail Army? So that's one of Dukin's brands as well. So that's a huge fail brand. So we have thousands and thousands of fails. And actually, um, the fail clips work really, really well in advertising because they're very funny and they're kind of a great way to kind of emphasize the fail and the win concept. Something, you know, being a, a, a poor man's, I don't know, like fail and win in the sense that it's like, the comparison, what your life would be with something, what your life is without it, you know, that kind of feeling. Kind of on social, we're starting to see kind of short form branded content. So traditional advertising doesn't necessarily, kind of what we hear, doesn't necessarily perform on social media, so a lot of brands will take like their big above the line campaign and they'll try and repackage it up and put it out on social media and the kind of engagement isn't there. And it's So branded content has become very, very popular. It's a way of kind of, reaching new consumers, uh, having brand presence on social media, and that again is a very kind of simple execution. It's about finding really great content that you know your consumers and that your audience enjoy, and it's about creating that community with that content and then serving you know, your media to them. Kind of vertical video as well is like, you know, really sought after people wanting to serve their advertising to people on Snapchat or kind of vertical video format. So again, another kind of example that we did with Google was when they were launching the Pixel phone, they took a load of content, vertical video. Transfer-wise, a client of ours, we're working with these guys at the minute, and that, again, going back to that kind of win-fail kind of concept, <coughs> as they were telling us that the amount of time that people spent watching their content was about eight seconds, and actually it's much higher than anything that they've ever produced and shared on social media. So. again kind of highlights that the user generated content in this campaign is you know the part that grabs them and holds their attention and allows them to kind of deliver the brand message we do see we do license a lot of user generated content and people are still trying to figure out how to use it so sometimes it it's kind of in there as a piece of stock as opposed to really allowing the user generated content to kind of breathe and do what it does which is you know the moment you see it you're hooked you want to see what's happening at the end you know it's a real authentic moment so you're engaged And I don't mean to keep saying these buzzwords over and over about gauge engaged and authenticity, but it's that's what our content is. That's what, you know, we're in the business of finding and supplying to our clients is real pieces of content, real people. And what these people are doing, what these, these brands are doing is very cleverly, they're putting the consumer at the heart of their campaign. You know, they're taking everyday people and they're making them part of their campaigns, making a very relatable kind of campaign. So that's it basically. I'm not gonna go into too much more about the business because there's loads of other kind of verticals to the business, but we just wanted to kind of get you in in the middle of this kind of competition to show you a few kind of examples of campaigns so that you could get a sense of how people are using it. I'm sure you've probably seen some of them anyway. Um, And answer any questions that you have. Uh, I don't know if any of you are working with user generated content at the minute, if you're thinking about working with user generated (coughs) content. Do you have any questions about anything? Good to ask. Cool, well stick around, have another drink, and if you want to talk about anything else, come around or shoot us an email, cool, thanks.